3: All righty, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, to some of the people who've called in off the air, angry with me, uh, let me just ask you how many Murrow Awards have you won for spot news coverage? Because I have several under my belt, including a national Murrow Award for spot news coverage. Been doing this for a long time, folks. I've developed a lot of contacts in a lot of different areas of life. And You don't even have to have a Murrow Award under your belt. And, of course, I was part of the team that uh, got the Murrow Awards. I should make that clear, lest you think that I'm hogging all of the uh, glory for myself. But, um, you know, just use your common sense. In Maine, we have a a murderous mass murderer on the loose who shot a bunch of people, several dozen people, in Lewiston, Maine, second biggest city in that state okay and the authorities are saying hey everybody shelter in place we don't know what's going to happen next and yet interestingly within a very short time of yesterday's uh, shooting on the 190 the rest of us are told eh relax you got nothing about which to worry use your common sense if you don't have have anything about which to worry if the general public has nothing about which to worry, what can you reasonably infer from that you can reasonably infer that the police have an idea as to the motive and they have an idea as to exactly what is involved because please don't don't insult anybody's intelligence by saying. Yeah, there might be the possibility that there is a madman on the loose on the 190 or other interstates randomly shooting up vehicles with nine or ten rounds. It, it it doesn't make sense. Of course the police have a suspected motive, okay? And that's why they were so quick to say, yeah, you've got nothing about which to worry, okay? And what really bothers me is uh, – you know, it, it, all you have to do is just utilize a little bit of common sense to uh, figure out that uh, this was – and again, the the semantics game – sorry, I've read George Orwell's Politics in the English Language more than a couple of times, and this whole semantics game between targeted and isolated, oh, come on, give me a break. And, yes, I'm making a certain hand gesture. It's going up and down. Give me a break. Okay, And the public who pays your salary, we deserve to know what this investigation is centering on. And who knows? Maybe if you were a little bit more forthcoming with the information, maybe you'd make a quicker caller in the case. (gasps) Amazing. Uh, It's amazing how that works. Uh, But. Look, I can only tell you the information that I have developed from people who are in law enforcement, who are close to the situation, um, and I can only tell you uh, what I have been told by them. And I can also apply common sense to the situation of yesterday. And again, tragically, uh, when you have a shooter on the loose, Uh, With no known motive or obviously severe mental issues, the public is told, look out, shelter in in place. But in a very short time yesterday, it was obvious by the stances of the police at the scene and by the announcement that the public has nothing to fear. Uh, It was obvious to me anyway that police had an idea what was going on here. And I only know what I've been told by people in law enforcement and other agencies close to the investigation. And I think the public is owed uh, an explanation as to uh, what they believe the motive is. Uh, and who knows, maybe information from the public, if they were a little bit more forthcoming, might actually result in a faster arrest of the individual or individuals who were involved in riddling a city of Buffalo vehicle with gunfire yesterday, uh, sending three to the hospital, one, well, actually sending two to the hospital, uh, one did not make it, and, uh. You know, my understanding is the individual who was killed had absolutely nothing to do with any kind of uh, nefarious activity. And again, I'll emphasize this, I have no idea at all whether the shooters uh, got the wrong target. And sometimes... Um, that can happen, even amongst the most uh, talented killers there are. Um, Hey, hey, these people, uh, killers take their jobs very, very seriously. And for those who uh, don't know, uh, back in the 1930s, again, I'll take you to uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn, New York City, there was an organization of Jewish and Italian killers run by Albert Anastasia and Lepke Bookalter, and it was called Murder Incorporated. And basically, they had contra- They had a, an annual stipend, uh, an annual uh, salary, and a per-job fee for every hit they would carry out for the mob. And as Abe Rellis, who was one of its most prolific uh, hitmen, told uh, the investigator Burton Turkus uh, in the case, yeah, well, there was one case where we got the wrong guy. And that happens. So maybe this was mistaken identity. I do not know, but I do know that it makes no sense to tell the public that you have nothing about which to worry when in Maine people are being told to shelter in place because of a mad gunman. And I would submit to you that anybody who would randomly select a vehicle on the 190 and pepper it with gunfire should be considered a mad gunman. Uh, It's just, again, just apply common sense and I think you will realize that uh, the police do have uh, a they, – they obviously know a hell of a lot more than what they're saying, or they wouldn't tell the public so quickly that, uh, yeah, don't don't worry about this. This this doesn't apply to you. Nothing to see here, folks. When in other situations where gunmen uh, are at large, uh, at least they would say, use extra caution. Don't get involved in any road rage situations. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's so obvious to me, uh, even leaving my conversations and communications with law enforcement people out of the discussion for now. Uh, And look, I'm not you know, it's interesting, too, because as I speak, I know there are people in law enforcement listening who are not able to call the show and who don't have my cell phone number who are saying, yep, yep. Uh, but I'm not going to hear from them unless they uh, get my cell phone number from people I know. But then the people I know uh, we kind of have a deal where I don't uh, burn them. They don't burn me. And uh, you know, it, it, it just, it is, it is uh, what it is. I haven't burned anybody as long as I've been doing this and I'm sure as heck not going to start right now, but the whole thing is a tragedy. It is awful. Uh, and again, the information I have is that the dead person was not involved in anything of any nature of uh, drugs or anything like that whatsoever. And uh, if it was a military operation, uh, this poor individual would be called collateral damage. And as to the other two people who were hit by gunfire, um, it's – I know what I've heard, but until I have definitive facts, uh, I'm I'm not going to go there. But I'm only going to tell you uh, what I can back up with multiple communications from people Uh, in law enforcement, uh, some of whom, well, all of whom are at least peripherally connected to this particular investigation. And frankly, I started hearing about this yesterday a short time after the shooting, but I wanted to make sure that my I's were dotted and my T's were crossed before I came on the air and I started talking about this. And again, um, if you think back to the Joan Diver case, if you've been listening uh, that long to this particular program uh, 9.08, 9.15, Monday morning, after they found poor Joan Diver's body, I was the one who said, hey, look, uh, this has to have something to do with the previous attacks on bike paths. And I remember people, some of whom in law enforce- were in law enforcement, who were absolutely excoriating me for advancing the theory that this was another bike path rapist attack. And lo and behold, my theory proved to be correct. Because, again, it just made a lot of common sense. Why would a woman be killed on the anniversary of the murder of Linda Yalem if there was no connection between the attacks? And the answer, knowing a little bit about uh, the serial killer mindset, the answer is it was connected. And eventually law enforcement did uh, realize that, yep, It was the same person involved, same M.O., and they got very lucky with the DNA uh, that they were able to recover. They got very lucky by going to the hardware store where some of the uh, murder supplies uh, in the Joan Diver case were located, and then uh, uh, the uh, detectives uh, basically put tails on Altemio Sanchez. They followed him to a restaurant. They made sure that the silverware he was using was not washed. They took it back to the crime lab. They were able to extract DNA. They were able to compare DNA. And Altimio Sanchez, the scumbag, uh, was arrested. And, uh, you know, there really uh, uh, so many so many sad aspects to that. I mean, I frankly, as far as I'm con- uh, concerned, the death of Sanchez uh, a couple of weeks ago was a blessing Uh, for the taxpayer and a blessing for justice uh, in the real world, uh, my world anyway. He absolutely should have gotten the death penalty, but uh, his family are good people. Uh, He just happened to be a scumbag. And look, I mean, as I've said, there are people in my family over the years uh, who have been involved in, uh, let's just say, less than savory activities, and uh, you're not responsible for uh, what family members do. It's just, uh, it's one of those things. You can only be responsible for uh, for yourself, and uh, nobody with that surname or who is related to that uh, uh, no-good individual ought to be condemned or in any way excoriated because of the horrific deeds of uh, of Altimio. So, anyway, I want to move on and uh, get into some other stuff here on uh, WBEN. And one of the things that uh, I've been wanting to get into, and we have gotten into this in the past, but I want to get into it again, is uh, well, I don't know if we have gotten into this in the past. Hold the phone. I'm not sure if we have or if we haven't, but uh, flu shots. Do you get flu shots? Are you somebody who gets the flu shot each and every year? And I, I've i got to be honest with you. Um, I did not have a good experience with the first two COVID vaccines. And I've told you the story before And I can back this up with medical records if I'm ever subpoenaed. But, you know, uh, in 2017, I had a nearly fatal Widowmaker heart attack, which most people do not survive, okay? Most people do not live through what I experienced back in 2017. And uh, uh, even in those very difficult days – Uh, whether I was in the hospital or whether I was home uh, recuperating, watching TV all day, I never had any issues with any swelling of any significance whatsoever in my legs. There was no edema to speak of because somehow my heart came through without any damage whatsoever, which is another bizarre miracle. If you want to call it that, that uh, took place. But, Here's, what's, here's what happened. The only variable that changed for me was I got the COVID vaccines, okay? The first two shots. And I even put a picture on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page, on which, admittedly, I'm not very active. My philosophy is if I don't write it on Facebook, I can't get in trouble for it because that's the kind of world we live in now. I call it defensive radio. But uh, – I will tell you that after the COVID shots, for the first time in my life, I got edema, swelling of the legs and the feet. To the point, and I put a really gross picture up on Facebook, of my toenail beds being suffused with blood underneath. Because the swelling was so great, it actually forced the blood uh, underneath the toenails. And I'm not trying to be gross here, I'm just telling you what happened. Now... I know the, uh, there are some people who are going to say, you know, there was no relationship whatsoever between the COVID vaccine and your sudden onset of edema for the first time in your life, even including a massive, almost fatal heart attack. Um, and I refused, and I will refuse, to get any of the COVID boosters. I know somebody, by the way, who has received Every single COVID booster that has been recommended by the government. And guess what? They still came down with COVID. You know why? Because it's not a vaccine in the standard sense of the word. Okay? A vaccine prevents you from getting something. It doesn't just mitigate the symptoms of getting it, but somebody I know and they've got no reason to lie, and I know this person pretty well, got every single booster there was, and they still ended up with COVID. Now, uh, even before the uh, pandemic, I backed off of the flu shots. I, I just, you know what, as I assess the situation, and I'm sorry, but I know my body every glorious inch of it, in some cases inch, uh, in every glorious inch of my body, I propose to you that I know it better than any healthcare care professional. I know the positives. I know the negatives of my body. And the way I assess the situation, I'm at very low risk of, of complications from getting the flu. I don't want the flu shot. I haven't taken the flu shot in many years. Uh, And and, and you know what? Now, after the experience with the COVID vaccine, which, to the exclusion of all other variables, caused my edema, and, yes, I did file a VAERS report, okay, the Adverse Vaccine Reaction Report, I did file one because – I just realized, you know what, I want to I I can do this and I can do it without fear of being busted on some perjury charge because this is what happened. My doctor can validate it. My specialist can doubly validate it. So what do I have to worry about being charged with perjury or some making a false statement on a government instrument? Uh, What do I have to worry about? Nothing. But I'm just I'm not getting the flu shot and I haven't gotten the flu shot. And this even predates covid. And every single time. I go to a doctor. They ask me, do you want the flu shot? And I just laugh. And I say, no, I'm pretty much done with vaccines. I don't want any more vaccines. I take enough drugs every day. What the hell do I want to put something else into my body for? I'm weaning myself off of some of the stuff that I really don't think I need to be taking. Okay? So I want to know when somebody says to you at your doctor's office, hey, do you want a flu shot? Do you get one or do you not get a flu shot? And, look, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you what to do. You know your body better than I do, just like I know my body better than you do and better than the doctors do. I've just decided, flu shot, no thank you, I'll pass. What do you say when your doctor or pharmacist says, well, would you like the flu shot this year? And the other thing is, too, uh, over the years, (laughs) the, the flu shot is what? It's guesswork. They guess what the strain of flu is going to be, and they're about 50 50. So you could be putting stuff into your body that isn't going to even stop you from getting the flu because they happen to have guessed what strain was coming around the, the, I, I, in the wrong direction. Uh, I'm curious where you are on flu shots, and uh, did the uh, COVID vaccine have any effect on your decision regarding the flu shot? 803. 0930 is the uh, phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Do you or don't you when it comes to the flu shot? I want to know why you believe that and basically just focusing in on the flu shot as i assess it i have a very low risk from any uh complications resulting from flu all right so i might i might miss a few days of work like that's something new 20 ask winger 28 minutes after 3 at news radio 930 wben
1: temp check what kind of summer are we having this year a family road trip summer a beach bum summer or a wake me when the sun sets summer With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply.
2: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News
3: Welcome loves it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN happen again happen again I'm on the air what happens doctor's office calls I'm trying to train these people I've got the morning to take care of my personal business between 2 and 6 that's my time with you it's uh, it's just it's unbelievable to me it's just it is so incredibly frustrating being on the air and seeing a call from a doctor's office especially a stupid call uh, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just—it's starting to drive me just a little bit batty. Uh, don't mind—I don't mind telling you that. I'm sick of hearing from doctors. Uh, as much as many of them are, my friends, unless you absolutely positively need to reach me between two and six with some massive emergency, there's no reason to call when you know or should know I'm on the air because I've told you, don't call between two and six and then don't get upset with me if I'm a little bit snippy with you because this is the time I spend with my loves. Um do you get the flu vaccine? I do not get the flu vaccine. And uh, this predates uh, the complications the COVID vaccine gave me. And I say that, uh, I take full responsibility for saying that because, uh, again, I know my body better than any doctor and better than you and better than anybody else on this whole planet. And um, I know what caused the edema in my legs. It was the COVID vaccine. The first two, I refuse to get any boosters whatsoever. Ain't going to happen. It'll never happen. Even if it costs me this job, I don't care. Here's Diane in uh, New... And uh, uh, Delavan, you're on WBEN, talking about the flu shot. Uh, do you get the flu shot? And if so, why?
0: Uh, yes, my husband and I both mm-hmm. get the flu shot. In 1998, 1990- five or six my husband first he came down with influenza and then I came down with it after after him and um it was hard it was terrible it lasted we he came down with it shortly before Christmas around the 18th of December and you felt like you got run over by a Mack truck and about the time you could felt like you could get up from being run over It was like the truck backed up and ran you over again. It was every bone in our body ached, I think, every hair on our head, chills, fever, all of it. And uh, my birthday's in February, and I remember that year calling the doctor to ask, isn't there anything we can do to get some energy? Because we were still down and out from December to February. We were functioning minimally, but it was horrible. And the doctor said then, you two need to get a flu shot. And every year since then, we've gotten the flu shot.
3: Well, it, it sounds positively dreadful. Are you in uh, a, a risk group?
0: Well, my husband, we're we're farmers. My husband has farmer's lung, So he has lung stuff. So I guess maybe you would say he is. I am um, not. But when the doctor... And our doctor is a, has been our doctor for many years. So we trust his judgment. And he said, you too need to get a flu shot. So we, we do get it. We just got ours last week, in fact.
3: So, <laughs> we uh, haven't
0: had any reaction from the shot, which is good.
3: Yeah, I never, um, had I, do... bad, I never had any bad reaction from a flu shot. I've just decided not to get him.
0: Right. And Cause
3: I... I'm I'm trying to minimize the amount of stuff I put into my body to save room for alcohol.
0: There you go. <laughs> I um, over all these years of getting the flu shot, we I can't say that we've never gotten sick, but not nothing as bad as that. That year when I took my husband to the doctors, they gave him an IV right in the doctor's office, trying to keep him out of the hospital and then sent him home to get me sick, I guess.
3: Yeah, <laughs> what, what was the IV filled with, the fluid just to keep him hydrated? Yes,
0: yes. They said he was getting dehydrated, and I was the one handing him the, the juice, the tea, the water, to, and I, I couldn't believe it. They said, well, he's running a fever, and normally adults don't run fevers. So, so- it was burning what, you know, his fever was burning up what he had been drinking
3: now I'm going to presume that I, I don't I know nothing about farmer's lung. I am embarrassed to admit. But uh, how about how about you? Why do you think your reaction to getting the flu was so severe?
0: Well, I asked the doctor. You know, at the doctor's office, I said, "How contagious is this influenza?" Because when he said you had, he has the flu, I said the flu. He goes, "No, this is like the influenza that at whatever year the turn of the century you got it, and two days later you were dead." <laughs>
3: Uh yeah that, but that that particular strain is is still out there it's just a lot less lethal than it used to be like covid right. eventually covid did what viruses do uh it mutated and eventually it became omicron which actually was a blessing because i think it gave a lot of people natural immunity from covid Correct
0: yes So he,
3: why did you, I, why did you get so sick i presume you don't have Well he, because because
0: when I asked him, how contagious is this, he, he kind of laughed and he said, whose bed have you been sleeping in? I guess just because of our close proximity to each other. <laughs>
3: uh, this makes an argument for separate bedrooms and separate beds. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, so, I'm sorry that you went through that, but um, it, but it's like um, if, if you were getting on an airplane and it had a 50-50% chance of crashing, would you still get on the plane? really you would
0: well 50 50 i don't know i don't fly very far but i mean very much but um but does it
3: does it concern you at all that the flu shot that they come out with every year is a guesstimation of what cdc thinks is going to be the prevalent strain of flu in any given year
0: yes yes it is a concern but like our doctor said it's He feels in our case, and he does not tell every one of his patients this, um, because I've heard of some of his patients, somebody told me he recommended that they did not get the flu shot because of their reaction. So I, you know, I'm putting the trust in his knowledge, and, and we've done okay with the flu shot. So...
3: Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, uh, and you are going to continue to get the flu shot because you've had one bad experience with the flu, even though the flu shot, again, is like everything I've read says it's basically 50-50, if that, uh, as far as the anticipatory vaccines they come up with.
0: Correct. I, I guess my hope is that it will lessen the effects of any influenza that may
3: come our way. Did the did, did doctor give you Tamiflu or anything to combat the effects back, of the flu? Back in
0: 1995 or 6, no, I don't know what they I mean, you couldn't we couldn't even just go get a flu shot. It was only for certain g- groups of people and we had all these old people mad at us because we were in line to get a flu shot and we weren't old. We were young at the time. We were in a No, they've been
3: they've been advocating flu shots for for a long time. It was. It was not just for old people. They've been advocating flu shots for everybody for quite some time.
0: Well, so the old
3: people in line had nothing better to do but to be crotchety. This is true. (laughs) Did they also tell you to stay off their
0: lawns? (laughs) (laughs) But the doctor did not give us Tamiflu. He did. We basically he hydrated my husband, and we came home to be sick. Wow. He was sick, and then a few days later, I got hit with it.
3: But you, you've had no bad reaction to the flu shot whatsoever?
0: No, none.
3: Well, I'm, I'm no. happy to hear that. I'm, I'm very sorry that you had such a horrible reaction to the flu. See, I should explain, my dear love, that I'm a little bit hesitant about any vaccine at this point because I've explained this before. For whatever reason, my body has adverse reactions to all vaccines, okay? Yeah, it had a bad I... reaction. It had a bad reaction to the rabies vaccine, which caused swelling in my brain called pseudotumor mm-hmm. cerebri. And then I got the shingles shot, and I was so sick. Everybody says, You should have gone to the hospital. I had a fever of 106. My doctor oh, says, my. You don't eat. I'm not even going to recommend you get the second shot.
0: No, no. I know a few people who have, like you, who are extremely sensitive to vaccines, and I don't blame them for not getting these shots. I, I guess I'm fortunate that we can get the, assuming it's doing us some good, that we can get these vaccines without any adverse reactions. No, and I understand why some people do not want to get the shot. What I what bothers me mostly is how everybody. Not everybody. Many people want it to be their business. And it's it's your own. Like you said, you know, your body. We know you, you,
3: you know, you know what happened to you with the flu. And even though it's 50 50 as to whether there will be any efficacy to the vaccine that you have taken this year. Uh, remains to be seen, but at least you and your husband can look at each other and say, "We did everything we could reasonably do to prevent coming down with the flu, or to at least uh, reduce the symptoms."
0: Correct. Correct. And it and people really need to, you know, worry about yourself. If you know your body, do what's best for you. And I do believe in if you can ha- if you can find a doctor you trust and who you know you have a rapport with. I we talk to our doctor and go from there.
3: Yeah, I I, I mean, I will say that one of the things I love about my GP is my GP understands that uh, I do know my body better than anybody knows my body, and he actually listens to what I say when I say, look, uh, you know me and vaccines, they don't get along, so I'll take my chances with the flu. Thank you very much.
0: And that's probably a wise choice in your case.
3: It, in yeah in my case I'm not trying to practice medicine I'm just giving you my own personal right. preference I'm sorry that you and your mm-hmm. husband both went through the flu I just choose not to get a flu shot
0: I, I understand and I um, I'm glad we got through it and I'm glad we got better and when our doctors told us though you need a flu shot we we pretty much listened to them and we've gotten them so
3: all right thank you very at. much. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Diane, do you or do you not get the flu shot? I personally do not. Uh, Vaccines, look, I'm not anti-vaccine for everybody, but I'm anti-vaccine for myself because my body, for whatever reason, has bad reactions to vaccines. Now, it has not had a bad reaction to the flu shot, but uh, I, you know what, after the COVID vaccine experience I had, uh that kind of i'm not gonna lie that turned me off to vaccines because uh you know what it's like when you go to put your shoes on and you can't put your foot inside the shoe because it's too swollen that's what happened after covid but of course it had nothing to do with the vaccine that was just a coincidence do you or do you not get the flu shot and i've decided no more vaccines for me even though i really haven't had any bad reactions to flu shots um, I've had enough bad reactions to vaccines over the years that I'm really hesitant about anything being injected into my body that is like a uh, that is like a flu shot uh, or, or I'm sorry anything and anything like a vaccine uh, simply because that's my choice and I know my body and I know that generally, uh, with vaccines, I just don't do very well. Here is, uh, like, I really need to take more time off at of work? I don't think so. Here's uh, Matthew in Rochester. You are on WBEN. Welcome, my love.
4: Hey, what's going on there, Tom? It's an honor and privilege to be on your radio program today. Let me get right to the topic. Uh, I'm a great uh, great example for this call because yesterday I went to the doctor and I did get my flu shot. I'm a 41-year-old healthy male, about 230 pounds, and I always argue with them because I'm, like you, all about the natural immunity thing and everything. You know, I think sometimes it needs to run its course through your body. But instead of arguing with them and being a problem, if I ever have to go back there and need something or medication, I figure if, you know, I do what they tell me, you know, and don't give them trouble, you know, I'll get more help in the future. That's my philosophy on that
3: Uh, Basically, I mean, I I would argue then that you are assenting to a flu shot under duress because you are concerned that you're going to receive less than optimal care if you don't follow the directive and get the flu shot.
4: Exactly, exactly. And I was pigeonholed to get in the uh, COVID shot. That's a story uh, beyond itself through ex girlfriend of mine. But, (laughs) I mean, I'm totally like you. I don't believe in all these shots, especially for young, healthy people. I mean, if you have an um, underlying medical condition or you are older, yeah, you're at risk. So.
3: Yeah, you know what? I mean, I, I do, but the, the irony is that uh, despite some stupid things that go on with my body, uh, I, I am pretty pretty strong. I mean, uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, not to brag, but uh, you know, I'm just saying
4: exactly. And who knows if these doctors' offices aren't getting kickbacks from these companies because they really try to push and enforce it on you and stuff. You know what I mean? I really do feel like that.
3: But, you know, it's, it's interesting because I go to my GP, they say, have you had a flu shot? I always say, no, and I'm not going to get one. Have you had a COVID booster? No, and there's no way in hell I will ever get one. And here's why, because the first two gave me edema in my legs that required further medical intervention, sealing off the saphenous veins. Yeah, you're and totally that, that pretty right well about shuts, that. That pretty well shuts him up.
4: You're right about that. The way they make the flu shot actually is, I saw in uh, China they uh, watch the pigs, and when the pigs get sick, they actually get the uh, disease from the pigs to to um, predict the flu shot for the year or the season. It's pretty crazy.
3: <laughs> you know, all of life gets back to China. Uh, I'll never, I'll, <laughs> I'll never eat General Chow's chicken again. Uh, thank you very much, Matthew. I appreciate the call. Uh, that's interesting. He basically gets the flu shot because he's worried that if he doesn't, he's going to get less than optimal care from his physician, which would be actually a violation of the Hippocratic Oath first, do no harm. It is uh, 356 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I've chosen not to get flu shots for the past several years. Um And uh, my uh, resolve only stiffened after a very bad experience with the shingles vaccine and a very bad experience with the COVID vaccine. Uh, actually, I still uh, suffer the consequences of the COVID vaccine. And I'm really sorry if that makes some of you uncomfortable, but I know my body better than you do. And the only variable that changed for me was the COVID vaccine, not even the Massive heart attack caused the kind of edema that I got right after the COVID vaccine. But again, I'm sure that was just a coincidence. On News Radio 930 WBEN.
2: Tune In is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
3: Clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bitch. Music. You said my word.